Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is, the That's Facts Podcast, with Clamp and Cougar. What's going on, man? Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is, the That's Facts Podcast. I am your host, Jackson Cougar, whatever you want to call me. You with me today, I'm my wonderful, wonderful co-host, David Clamp, whatever you want to call him, and we are back. We have had a Pac-12 football game, not a full week, but a game. We got to see the UCLA Bruins in action. We got to officially send DTR off to Madagascar. Um, Sucked, but they did win. Yeah, no, 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 of course, of course, of course. We'll recap that game, and then we will preview all of this week's games, starting from Thursday and ending Saturday night. Um, we will record Wednesday night. I'm currently watching the UAP Blazers. Um, but you guys will hear this Thursday morning as we prepare for Utah and um, – Arizona State to hit the field are two South champions. So, Clamp, any opening thoughts before we get going? Yeah, let's get started with UCLA. Um, their running game, we've pr- both projected it to be pretty dang good this year. I think it's a level above what we've been giving it credit for. Um, I, I think it exceeded expectations by a mm-hmm. lot on Saturday. Yeah. Like, we thought it was going to be good, but... And I knew Charbonnet was a really talented back. Because I remember him from high school. He was, like, one of the best high school backs in the country his year. But, and it's Hawaii, but they look the part. They're big backs. They're fast backs. I still I, think Britton Brown's the RB1. I agree. Um, I, I just, I, it was incredible to me how fast those big dudes were hitting those holes. Like, it was, like, no hesitation. They were in and out of gaps every single play. It, it was, was the most... That was the most Oregon Chip Kelly a UCLA offense has looked ever. Certainly, 100%. That that was a really good-looking team on Saturday. And Charbonnet gets all the credit because his numbers are just ridiculous, but Britton Brown was equally as good. And um, I still th- see them as probably the third-best rushing attack in the Pac-12, maybe second, but dog. They were really, really, really good. And if they can keep that up to at least, like, even, like, 80% of that, that's, 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 that's scary. Like, that's a good football team right there. So, But you look at their pass game, it was non-existent. They had the one deep pass, I believe, to Kazmir Allen it was to? Yeah, it was, um, the, it was coming back from the half. That was the first possession. DTR delivered a dime. Kazmir Allen scored, but that was – that's about that it for the pass game. Yeah. yeah, he didn't throw a pick. Yeah, he I mean, avoided mistakes, which is good. But for the constant DTRs, a Heisman dark horse talk, and DTR is better than so on and so forth talk. To see this happen is, I'm not shocked. <laughs> no, not like, at all. We tried to tell y'all, y'all. Didn't want to listen to us, and of course it's a week one. Not even week one; it's week zero. It's the first game for any team since last December. Or well, for UCLA since last December. But I just, I don't know. It was, I mean, it I'm was not really expecting much to change. No, me neither. I mean, and like even then, like not playing in a long time, that's balanced out by the fact that you're playing Hawaii. Like, I feel like you should take advantage of that to at least do something. And he didn't do anything, and it was it was not fun to watch. 
He uh, he was not good. Um, UCLA's defense. defense looked good. Yeah. They were flying around for most of that game. They weren't like they were really swarming to the football. They weren't letting things get behind them. They were keeping things in front of them, keeping plays in front of them, and they made Shevin Guerrero look like shit. Like I thought, I didn't think he was like crazy good, but man, he looked he looked awful, like embarrassingly bad. And UCLA's defense was um, a driving force in most of that. And I don't know how long they'll keep that up because I, I do think I mean as we've talked about time and time again, good team, weird talent. Um, Jay Shaw yeah. had an interception. Q Knight had a couple of nice plays. So like we'll see how it holds up, but um, it looks really good on Saturday. Uh, Detona Jackson, the two hundred seventy-five pound defensive lineman, had an interception. <laughs> yeah. On a, on a screen pass. Sad, man. Hawaii didn't look good at football during the no. game. Um, they looked awful. Hopefully, for UCLA's sake, that was just them making them look awful. Yeah. But I don't think so. I just think Hawaii's a really bad football yeah. team this year. Yeah, I just don't think they're very good at all. I didn't Not think they'd beat UCLA or really come close. I think my score prediction was... 824 in Hawaii didn't even live up to that. So, no, um, yeah, but it's nice to be 1 0. Now, I'm mm-hmm. on the predictions this year, it um, counts, it 100% counts for, for me, sure. not you. Um, uh, okay, so am I 0 0 or 0 1 0? 0 0 1. Are we doing um, ties this season? <laughs> yes. Only for you. Matters. Oh man. Well, Calvin Stanford, I'm actually predicting a tie. So, <laughs> does it count as a win if they actually tie? It should. You would win the season series if they actually tie. Like I, like I would have no comeback to that. I would just give it to you with that. Forty-five point. straight missed two-point conversion. <laughs> I'm sick of this. <laughs> Oh jeez, man. Um, you say like we predicted that 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 recap would be very short. I mean, there's just not much to talk about. <laughs> you say like dominated that game, and they looked good. Um, yeah, I predicted um, them to win, but I didn't think it would look like that. The best no. tight end in the Pac-12 had one catch. <laughs> It can be a byproduct of DTR as well. He was really – he was just not good on Saturday, but I hate to blame everything on him. Greg Dolchich really wasn't making much of an impact. So – Nate Otten had a good season with Jacob Eason. True. That's got to change for UCLA as time goes on. DTR, like, it can't be just a thing every Saturday where the run game is really good. Um, Greg Dolchich was open. But DTR, <laughs> he couldn't quite get it done. Like that, it, that it's, can't be any It's constant. sad. How are you and Chip Kelly's offense complete 50% of your passes for 6.5 yards? That is, those are terrible numbers. Yeah, it's just, it's reverse how, that's all, how that offense is supposed to work. It is built for you to be efficient, and you have been wildly inefficient for the entirety of your career. I mean, yeah. look, Ethan Garbers goes in. 
easy two for two, nine yards per plot per pass. Ethan Garber's the truth. No, he just plays in a really <laughs> easy offense. I I had an argument on Saturday after the UCLA game that Garbers could very well be the more I, I think he, he probably is the more talented quarterback in that room. But since DTR has been starting for half a decade with Chip Kelly, he's going to get the leg up. Like he like he's going to start. Like it wasn't much of a competition. And so, like, if like, as the season goes on, it may open up for Garbers to get a chance to start. But he never really had a shot. He's just, he's he's just he's literally there for mop up duty as as yeah, we stand but, here. I mean, he went in and beat Parker McQuarrie and Chase Griffin, who were in the room last year and played last year. That's a thing. Oh, uh, I guess McQuarrie. I don't think played last year. No, it was it was just Griffin. And McCorey's yeah. just walking suffering, bro. For real, he's a nobody. Oh, we need to, speaking of walking suffering. Let's shift into Mustafa Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> first ballot Matt Sachs Hall of Famer. Mustafa Johnson. He had an episode named after him. That's a rare club to be a part of, and Mustafa Johnson is a part of it. And we this this we recorded this episode in June. And we didn't know if Mustafa Johnson was with Colorado or not. I mean, nobody knew because he declared for the NFL. He got picked up by the Jets, but wasn't on the Jets. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. There, there are see. pictures of him in a Jets camp uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, so I don't know what happened in the meantime. Did he retire from the I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a clue. But, but today, he's back now. He's, he's back, back now. now. He's back. Today he got a waiver from the NCAA stating that he could return to Colorado and play this season. I I, I don't have a clue what happened. But Mustafa Johnson buddy has turned from a That's Facts podcast episode to a real thing. He's back at Colorado this season. I really thought that episode was the last of him. I, I thought he was dead. Me too. I thought he. I mean, I thought he was wiped from existence. I thought that the world would forget about Mustafa Johnson, but apparently not. He's back in Colorado this season, which will help Colorado immensely. Like outside of yeah. the jokes, like that's a really big. Well, I guess not addition, but. I mean, you get. I don't know. With Nate, with Nate Landman and Carson Wells in the front seven, you get a senior who was kind of in the NFL this year. <laughs> you get an NFL player to your roster. Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> Colorado becoming Bishop Sycamore of NCAA, just picking up grown men to play amateur football. Michael Turk gonna transfer to Colorado. Well, where is he going? He still hasn't decided. I don't know. I... Does does he not know that college football starts in? Well, if he was still at ASU, he would be punting tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. He's, um, he's, should we get into our picks for the week? Should we? Um, how much does Mustafa Johnson change your opinion on Colorado? <laughs> Not much wins yeah. wise, but I think they're a little better. Mm-hmm. I think, it, yeah. I don't, I, I don't even know when he's going to actually get to play. Like, is he playing on Friday? <laughs> No, not a chance that he plays on Friday, but maybe next week? Texas A&M? 
That'd be nice, but they're not winning that game. No, but he might be in there. Colorado's a 38-point favorite. Jesus. Oh, my God. NCU is um, an embarrassment. ASU is a 45-point favorite. That's also a lot. Man. Kansas State's favorite over Stanford, I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to be picking the wild. No. Right, All right, is it I think, to, yeah, to picks? Okay. Nah, well, I'll just... get us started here. All right. Um, so Rice Eccles Stadium, we got a thirty-point favorite Utah Utes taking on Weber State. Weber State's Damian Lillard's alma mater. That's pretty much all I know them for. Can't yeah. name a damn player on their roster, but they ain't winning nope. this game. Nope. Um, I what to look for? I guess. Maybe just wait until the second half to see the young quarterbacks play for Utah. Because we know or, what Charlie Brewer is going to bring. Yeah, or maybe um, look, in, look to see who's who's going to be the primary running back and wide receivers for Utah. That's true. That's going to be interesting. Those skill position battles are going to be fun to watch. Um, because we really, I mean, we really don't know a thing. I want to say Brian Thompson. Uh, no, that's ASU. I'm, my brain. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, um, I don't know. We'll have to see Theo what Howard. Utah brings. Um, I think that they're good. Um, obviously, I have them winning the South. This is a wash of a game. Like, don't expect any like upset picks or anything crazy. Um, I just think it's going to be like I said. I think it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be those guys at those skill positions for Utah, and. Um, I think that's about the only question mark that I have for them and things to look for. Um, in terms of a score prediction, I will go 38-10. to 10. I don't think that they get the what, – what are they favored by, 30? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that they get to that. I'll say 38-10. to 10. I'll go Utah 45, Weber State. I'll go with um seven. I'll go six. I I, um, I don't six. know. Thirty eight to six is what I'll go with, and say that they do get the thirty. Go. Oh, okay, so we both got UConn covered. Yeah, two two Weber State field goals, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Arizona State versus Southern Utah. Your South pick in action the same night as my South pick. Um, Southern Utah has played a game this season. They played against San Jose State last week. Um, they lost by, I don't remember the score. It was it was 40 to something. Maybe like 42 to 17 or something like that. Yeah. Um, Let me see. Um, I know or Nick Southern Starkle. Nick Starkle had a really good game. I'm trying to say words. Okay, 45 to 14. Um, saddest part about all of this is that Arizona State is much better than San Jose State. So it's – you thought Not it can't get good. worse. You thought it can't get worse other than Utah. It can't, and it will. Um, <laughs> one really good quarterback to an even better, better really good quarterback. And so – Southern Utah is going to be um, beat to death two weeks in a row, and that sucks for them. Um, 
ASU is a really good football team. Uh, Lowell on their offense or their defensive front has a torn bicep, so he's not going to be playing this week. I don't know what the, the timetable for his return is, but it'll be interesting to see how they fill in for him. Um, They'll still be fine. Like I think, yeah, I think Tyler Johnson be, up front. Right, I do think it'll be charge. interesting how. They they kind of mix guys in to see how they um, compensate for that. Speaking of Brian Thompson, Brian Thompson was not listed as a starter for Arizona State. He did have an or next to his name. Um, that's kind of not inspiring. Johnny Wilson is a starter. Um, that's facts. Hall of Famer. Yep, looking for big things from him this year. I. Things to look forward to. I, I'm just excited to watch Chip Trainum and, and Shad White run. And to watch Shane Daniels just do things. I love watching him play. I see their offense. Um, yeah, I'm also excited gonna... to see Johnny Wilson. I'm really excited to see how he's he's come along. Um, Hopefully when, he's much improved. Yeah, not like not even joking. I really want him to, to be successful. Um, so for a score prediction, I'm going 55-6 ASU. Initially, I said forty-two to seventeen. I will go forty-five to ten. Forty-five to ten, Arizona State. Um, I just—I I mean, what else can you say? Um, so, uh, yeah, Southern Utah might get like fourteen. Might get like a. Field goal seventeen down the stretch, but I, I just don't think that it'll ever be close. Like, I just, I just, I think that Arizona State starters will be out after like the first drive in the third quarter, and that'll be about all she wrote. But it'll be fun to see the um, two South um, competitors competing in the same. ASU's backup quarterback. Um, is their backup quarterback? It is Trenton Borget. Bourguet? Bourguet? Wait. Finn Collins is the third string. I know who that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Trenton Bourgo, I believe is how you say his name. It's like French or something. Yeah. I figured it would be Um, Bourguet, but... Yeah, he, um, he beat Jamari Joyner in the... Um, state playoffs, both Did semi really? and I was there, so wow. I've seen him play. Nice. How is he? He's not very good. I don't know how he's already. <laughs> the, I don't know how he's the backup at ASU. I guess we'll see tonight when you guys hear this. Uh, ASU and Philadelphia Friday night. Yeah. Um, a he was bunch a walk of, on. I, I was about to say I did not think he was a scholarship player. Yeah, how, was, um, how did he? How did he do? Finn, buddy, step it up. They, um, yeah. There's not even like there's not even an or next to his name. It's 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 Trenton. Good for him. He's really yeah. come up. Good for him for sure. Friday night, Colorado versus Northern Colorado, third straight Pac-12 network game to start the season. That's not fun, but it's I. Colorado, with their newly added NFL player, will be taking on. <laughs> will be taking on Northern Colorado. I. 
I think they win by a lot. Um, they haven't announced it QB one, I don't think, but it, it's it's Brendan Lewis. Like that's I'm pretty like strong with that. Um, I I do think I it'll be interesting to see how they use Jerry Broussard now that they have Alex Fontenot back. Like I, I think I'm certain that Broussard gets a bulk of the carries. Um, but it, it'll be fun to see them with another solid workhorse running back and see how they, they manage those carries. Um, Dodd Clayton, who was a good RB2 last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll, also, it'll also be interesting to see how they decide to or what percentage in which they use their passing game. Carl Durrell doesn't have any confidence in his receivers, and uh, Brendan Lewis is a young guy, and they've got really good running backs. So, and, and I mean, they're playing Northern Colorado, so there really isn't much of a need to extend their playbook too far. But it'll be interesting to see what they, to what extent that they do. What a throw, Tyler Johnston! Touchdown Ooh. Blazers. Um, but yeah, I think Colorado wins this game by a lot. I, I think it'll be fun to see what their secondary does, how they've come along. Um, yeah, for sure. That would be – I mean, it's not against great receivers, but no, but it would be can nice to down. see them play good coverage for once. Right. Um, I've got Colorado 63-13. to 13. I think they just keep scoring. Really? Just by continuously running the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with 52. Colorado wasn't going to outscore Arizona State. I'll go 40. One to thirteen. 13 Colorado. Jerick Broussard gets a couple of rushing touchdowns. Um, Brendan Lewis gets a passing touchdown. I think that I think that's that's how I feel about Colorado. Moving forward, their backup is if Shrout can't play. But now we're getting into. Are we getting into more interesting games? Yes, we are. Uh, the very first game of the day, 9 a.m. kickoff on the West Coast. David Shaw is not happy, but the Stanford Cardinal are happy to be back in action, baby. On FS1 to start the day, the Stanford Cardinal will be taking on the Kansas State Wildcats in Arlington, Texas. I think Stanford wins his game. I think Stanford wins his game by a couple of touchdowns. Um, I do think it'll be a really good game for the first half, but I just don't think that Kansas State can hang. Um, have you seen Stanford's depth chart yet? Um, I think it's... I, ha- uh, I, have, I have not. I'm... Pretty sure it had to be up because all the other Pac-12, all the Pac-12 depth charts dropped kind of at the same time. Yeah, it's out. Um, let me just pull it up right here. So they've got it listed as Jack West or Tanner McKee. Gotcha. Um, I think it's going to be West, to be my bet. He's played. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure. Uh, their starting running back is going to be Austin Jones. I think we knew that already. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryson Tremaine and Elijah Higgins are the two wideouts. 
these are guys that have been kind of role players. Um, Tremaine has always been kind of interesting. He's 6'4", and just really tough to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, Tucker Fisk at tight end, he's pretty dang good. Um, and then other highlighted players, Thomas Booker, you got to look out for He's a stud. Hi, you blue Kelly. Uh, David then, Shaw's favorite player on the team. And then Kendall Williamson and Noah Williams. Safety. Noah Williams is a safety at Stanford during football season. The worst Noah Williams. Noah Williams, two. Noah Williams, one. Plays for Stanford. Did you say um, ratio on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, well, I would have won that one. Um, Kansas State has a good running back, Deuce Vaughn. I think Skylar Thomas Thompson is back again. Um, yeah, he's he's just he keeps getting hurt, and then twenty twenty happened. So I think this is his last year of eligibility, or he might be like a like a super red shirt sophomore, kind of like how Dylan Morris is still a freshman. <laughs> Um, I think Kansas State's going to hang around for the first half. I think it'll be like 10 to 7 and a half. Really kind of an awkward game. Just a feeling out process. But then in the second half, Kansas State might get like one more touchdown. But I think it'll be 24 to 14 in terms of a score prediction. I think it'll be uh, one of those games where Stanford just intellectually brutalizes the other team for an entire half. Austin Jones goes off, and that will be the Stanford victory, I think. So here I am with perhaps a chance to gain a game on you. But it's do you want to do I'm this? But I'm taking the lower chance if you I were to do it. But this is a chance to gain a game on you. I think these are pretty evenly matched teams. Um, I mean, I don't like Kansas State very much this year. But they do have more certainty at quarterback. Putting oars next to your quarterback a week before you play, it's not very pleasing. Yeah. Kansas State has a terrible defense. Yeah. Um, Jeez, and, it's week one, man. Are we really worried about picking up games? Um. No, I'm not. I'm going to go Stanford 20 nice. to 18. Okay. That's. Hmm. How does that work? How do they How do they end up getting 18 points? They fail a two-point conversion to tie the game. Gotcha. Stanford and Uh After that game finishes, we've got Pac-12 Network, Oregon, Fresno State. Um. Fresno State's got a good quarterback in Jake Hayner. He was fantastic on Saturday before um, he started cramping up. Um, I don't I don't know if he finished the rest of that game because I didn't watch. It was a wash, but I did watch a little bit of that first half, and he was very, very, very good. Um, I don't think it'll be Oregon just running them over from minute one to 60. But probably from about like twenty-four to sixty, 
Oregon's just Oregon's just better than Fresno State. Um, like by a lot. So, um, in terms of things to look for, is is Justin Flo actually really that good? Like Oregon fans are saying that he's going to have a better season than Noah Sewell, and it's like, oh geez, guys. Um, I think as a whole, is Oregon's defense really that good outside of Kayvon and and Sewell? Like, Oregon fans also think that Michael Wright is going to be a first round pick at corner. Like, I mean. That's what you really think, fine, but these guys got to show it. Um, yeah. So that'll be an interesting development to watch. Jamal Hill and DJ James won't be playing this week, so um, I feel like that'll give Hayner and, and Fresno State another six. So I'll go with Oregon 34 Fresno State, 17. Yeah, I also had Fresno scoring 17, except I had Oregon scoring 45. Um, Fresno State, I know they just held a team to zero. They're not supposed to have very much of a defense this year. Um, But, you know, that's just a scouting report. Like I said, they just allowed zero last week. So, I think this is going to be up. And I think that they can, like I said, for those first, like, 24 or so minutes, I think that they can – I'm saying it's like it's a basketball game. For, like, the first two quarters almost, I think that they can hold Oregon's offense in check while they're trying to feel their way out, I, I guess. Um, but I think that'll that'll eventually fall apart. So, Ducks Yeah, I can kind of get with that. I yeah. can get with that, but I'm just going to – I mean, we're both going to win this game. Yeah, ducks and foes, sadly. Um, um, San Jose San State Jose. and USC. San Jose State, as we, uh, as we previously said, blew out Southern Utah. Um, but they're, they're, not, they're not that good. Like, they're not USC. They won the uh, Mountain West Conference last year. They've got much of that group back. USC won the Pac-12 South last year. Uh, they've got a they've got a solid amount of that group back. Um, they also lost some key pieces. They lost Elijah Vera Tucker. They lose um, they lose Marquise Step, who scored in Nebraska's game on Saturday. Um, I don't know if Brew McCoy's been reinstated. We talked about this last week, but I legit just don't know. Um, Become the next Mustafa. For real. He's just going to disappear off the face of the earth until like a week before next season. Um, but USC is just, is just better than San Jose State. This, that's kind of been the mantra of most of this week's games. XYZ, Pac-12 team is just better than whoever they're playing. And I just I think this is just another case. Um, feel like San Jose State will put up more points than these other teams will, just because I don't think USC's defense is that great, and I think Nick Starkle is pretty good. 
Um, but I don't think it affects the way that the game goes um, in terms of things to look for. I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, how much are you going to learn from this game? I think it'll be interesting to see how USC's defense holds up. Is Corey Foreman going to make an immediate impact? Um, I think that'll be something to take note of. And um, how will their secondary be in terms of USC? I think that that'll be a, a difference maker for their team. And also, how does their offensive line play? How does their offensive line protect their all-world quarterback because um, we've got to keep him upright if they're going to be successful this season. So um, that'll be big. But overall, I think I will go USC 41, San Jose State 24. Hmm, that's the exact same score I already have typed out here. Damn. We just both picked the same score? Yeah, that'll be cool. That sounds fun. <laughs> this entire episode, Clamp has been DMing me our predictions so we can keep up with them. And that moment of silence you heard was Clamp typing out the exact same score twice. <laughs> well, I already had mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Typed out. Um, next game is my favorite. What game? Oh, is this? second favorite. Oh. Uh, who's first? UCLA. No, BYU oh. Arizona. Jedfish debut, baby. Gotcha. I'm excited well, for that too. Washington's going to be my favorite. But I don't want to just say that. That's boring. Everyone right. already knows that. Right. Um, right before Jeez. prime. Pretty. I mean, pretty much right before prime time between Oregon State and Purdue. <laughs> um, Purdue fans and fans outside of the Pac-12 seem to think like Purdue is like like better than Oregon State. Like even maybe even, like, by a lot. And that's just not true. That's not a thing. I, I sure don't think it's true. Yeah, I, I don't. Purdue isn't better than Oregon State. Um, Purdue has been one of those teams where the past few years, you don't hear about them unless they do something right. that's, like, relatively notable. Like, last year, you didn't hear about them except for that pass interference no-call against uh, Minnesota. <laughs> Um, 2019, I don't remember hearing about them at all, except, like, Elijah Sindelar passing for, like, 4,000 yards. Uh, 2018, of course, they beat Ohio State. Um, but just, Purdue was just one of those teams where, like, you, you don't really know. But they're, yeah. a, they're a Big Ten team with a not very great offense. They do have a really good wide receiver in David Bell. Um, That's true. He's probably the best player on the field that day. Yeah, they're yeah, I would agree. He's really good. I don't know who on Oregon State's going to even check him. Um but I also don't know who the hell else Purdue is going to go to on offense. So um <laughs> the David Bell game, I assume. Um the Beavs Bell Harris is Sam himself. Yeah, he did. Um the Beavs announced that Sam Noyer will be their quarterback one. Um, took way too long for them to announce it, but yeah, yeah. Um, it'll probably Just, be one of those those six for eleven, one hundred thirty three passing yards, one touchdown, <laughs> and then like eleven rushes for Sam Neuer. Um, oh man, it'll it'll just be a really sloppily, weirdly played game that's going to be not fun to watch, but oddly enjoyable. 
I think that that's kind of how I see this game, like a, a defensive slugfest that just has points just coming out of nowhere. So I'll go 27-21 Beavs. I do think it'll be close just because it's week one, and these are two pretty evenly matched uh, Power 5 teams. Even though I think Golden State's better, these are kind of like around the same tier of team when it comes to Power 5 football. So I do think it'll be close for that reason. Thing to watch will be Oregon State secondary. Um, it's not very good. Who are they going to have this season? I think that that will be something to take note of. Um, and who is going to be their guy at running back? Um, those would be the things that I take note of. I don't think their receivers are particularly great, but I think that they will manage. Um I think their offensive line's really good, so that'll be that's that's my diagnosis on on Oregon State. And will Sam Noyer be able to pass the ball? Like we gave him a lot of credit last year, but there were many times and many Colorado games where they just didn't let him throw. They didn't trust him to throw the ball. And Oregon State doesn't have that workhorse back like they had at Colorado, or like Oregon State has been accustomed to having with Jamar Jefferson. So it'll it, Noyer is going to have to be able to efficiently pass the ball. For Oregon State to be successful yeah, this year, so that'll be, be that'll be important to see how they kick that off. Yeah, and I'm not really worried. Well, what did you say the score was? Twenty-seven, twenty-one. Yes. I'm not really worried about taking games here. However, games in. At Purdue, and I've been picking Oregon State here all the way, but the more I think about it, the games in at Purdue, West Lafayette, Indiana, Indiana. I, I am happy the Beavs chose Neuer. I am confident in him in a hostile environment a lot more so than I would be in um in Tristan Jebbia. Mm-hmm. Um. One of us has to lose this game. Wow. We won, David. Really? Ah, oh, man. I'm going to take the Purdue Boilermakers officially right here. Wow. Swag's going to hate me. He doesn't no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Don't do it. You don't, I mean, you don't have to. Have to. But I sure can. Man. Let me check what Purdue did last season. They're great. They're bad. They're not good. Come on. They reeked. They sure did. Come on. But the more I think about this game, the more I like Purdue. But they're not good. Come on. Boo. We're talking about a Purdue team that beat Iowa last year. Luck. Iowa was terrible at that point in the season. That was week one. Skill. Oh, they lost to Nebraska. I'm not picking Purdue. <laughs> See? Wait, actually do it. Wait, we need content. Do it. This is a great pick, Clint. I'm not picking. I'm not forcing you out of this. Good choice. You need the content, but the content can wait. <sighs> Oregon State, 24. Purdue, 23. <laughs> I, I talk. <laughs> you talked your way onto the edge. 
I talked you off of it, but then I tried to push you right back off of it. Would you <laughs> you staying on board? If Purdue wins, that counts. Sure. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Montana uh, versus number twenty Washington. Your now team. here's where the upsets start. Oh, oh man. Trickle in. Oh man. Okay. Washington's gonna win. Yeah. Um Montana's a really, really good FCS team. Um but they were really, really bad FBS. If they were in the FBS, they'd be a really, really bad team. <laughs> um they're still not two years removed from a loss to Weber State. Embarrassing. Weber State uh, Dame Willard School. We ain't playing basketball in this Hacks, yo. If we were, Washington would lose. <laughs> they <laughs> we, lost to we, Montana last year. We did. We lost to Montana last year. If we were playing basketball, we would we would lose this game. But we're playing football, and this is the real world. <laughs> um, where Washington will display their dominance and skill. No, not really. They're just going to play good against a really shitty team. Um, yeah, um, what am I even looking for? I guess Dylan Morris to throw a few nice-looking passes. I, I really want to see Sam Heward play. Hmm. Um, I mean, I don't want to burn his red shirt, but he's got four games, yeah, and just not being against... one of them would make no sense. Right. These are easy reps for a very young quarterback. So uh-huh. – Get up early, get Sam in the game. I'd honestly not be mad to see him play more than Dylan Morris. I mean, I want more. Morris is going to start. Obviously, we know that. But right. um, if Morris, if we're up like thir- 35-0 in the second quarter, <laughs> Sam can come in. I would feel confident in that. Keep Dylan healthy, and we, and based on last year, I would say it's likely we see Sam because. Jacob Sermon got into a game mid third quarter against Arizona. Mm-hmm. So I Jimmy Lake does seem to be the type to say take out starters. Yeah. Um which is we the really cleared of... house against Arizona and lost the fourth quarter 21 to 0. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, 21 to 7. They still allowed a Richard Newton 55 yard touchdown <laughs> with our backup aligned. Um it was not a very good Arizona team. I don't know how they almost beat USC. Anyways, um, I'll just throw numbers out there. Washington 50s. What did I, I – I predicted on my page 51-13, I think I predicted on my page. That's a weird score. It is kind of a weird score, but um, – That's okay, though. We like weird scores around here. Huskies will win this game. This will be the beginning of their – Run towards the back twelve. Um, what am I looking for? Um, I don't know. Is Dom Hampton as good as Clamp thinks he is? Question mark. Um, Fish. He's not. No, he's not even starting. <laughs> is Braylon Trice actually better than Joe Tryon? Uh, what else am I looking for from Washington? Um, Dylan Moore is to prove he's as good as I think he is. And um, I think that's it. I think things that you really want to see from Washington will come in week two against Michigan. But as of right now, 
It'll be a, it'll just a game to get their legs back under them. In my like personal chart breakdown of our own teams, not every team. Sure. Because just like the wasn't expected. What'd you say for the score? Did you say score? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, Fifty-nine to uh, ten. Seven. Fifty-nine seven. Because I don't think that they scored ten. That is what I think. It's not. What'd you say? Um. All right. Who else plays? Is it now UCLA? Yes. Yep. Prime time slot. Fox. This is the biggest game uh, for UCLA since um, shit Texas A&M two thousand seventeen. I know that they beat A&M, but one that was pre was that pre Jimbo or was that before Jimbo really got going? Two thousand seventeen. That was pre Jimbo. That was. I was last year of Kevin Sumlin, and in 2018, he was... Well, there you go. Yeah, Um, yeah, Kevin Sumlin was was not a very good coach. We've got a national champion from two years ago coming to UCLA. Very different players, but we're still talking the same coach, which is big in college football. you got a beating a national championship level coach. If UCLA wins this game, recruiting, recruiting blows up. Um, and I think that they're in line for like nine and three season if they win this game. Yeah, yeah, because they're gonna really take it to the back. For sure, if they beat LSU, I don't. I've seen projections saying that UCLA wins the South. Kirk Herb Street is one of those people. I don't think that that happens. But if they beat LSU, I don't know many Pac-12 teams that. There's it's gonna be LSU. Just no. That I mean that doesn't just happen. Uh, if UCLA does that, I mean, and of course, like you beating one team doesn't mean that you're automatically gonna beat others. But damn it, you're a good, you're a good team. And I think that UCLA is if this game is a lot more interesting than it was two weeks ago because of UCLA's performance on Saturday. But I don't think it changes what I see. Um, I guess we don't have to say what we expect to see from UCLA but just because we've seen them play. But I, I do think it'll be interesting to see, can their defense be as active to the football as they were on Saturday? If so, then they've got an even bigger advantage than they already have being at home and the fact that they've already played. Um, but UCLA, excuse me, LSU is just a better team. Um, if UCLA does win in this game, Damn it, Pac-12 supremacy, and UCLA is is going to the moon. But I just don't, I just don't think so. Um, most important important part of that equation is winning the game, and I just don't think they do. Um, so I'll go LSU. Thirty-one to UCLA is twenty. Jackson, Jackson. What's going on, man? I'm not picking UCLA today. I'll make that clear to throw away your suspense. Okay. But I do think that they have a chance. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I agree. If DTR has a big Heisman level performance, which I'm not expecting, no, then UCLA can win this game, and I think they will win this game if, you, if DTR plays really, really well. Okay, so you uh, don't think that they'll win this game? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but I do have them coming within one score. Okay. Unlike you here, um, I've got it. Um, LSU twenty-seven to twenty-four. Okay. Um, UCLA misses the game-tying field. Um, <laughs> terrible way to lose. Yeah, thirty-eight yard game-tying field goal. UCLA misses. <laughs> LSU wins the ball game. You want to know how that you want to know how they're gonna to get to fourth down and have to kick? It'll be it'll be a DTR wide open overthrow. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that doesn't happen. I would be so sick. I would be laughing my ass off. I know I would laugh very hard, but that's what would make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I remember, I remember dying after DTR's first throw on Saturday. <laughs> it was like it was like a quarter row. It was wide open for a first down. He overthrew. Oh exactly god. how he's gonna lose them the game Saturday. Yep. Sadly. Um. Okay, so BYU Arizona next. Yep, this is where the fun really starts. Another touchdown UAB. Let's go. Um, this is where yeah, this is where the fun really starts. This is where you take your pants off and start having fun. Um, in Vegas, Saturday night, Jed Fish's opener against a BYU team who was very good last season, but I don't think they're very good again. But they did have a very good year last year. Um. Arizona's not better than BYU, but I will take Pac-12 talent over Mountain West-level talent, even though they're independent. They are a Mountain West team. Um, to start the season in a neutral site. That'll, that's, that's kind of my evaluation. Um, they have made it, or Arizona has made it evident that they're going to play two quarterbacks um, on Saturday. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know who the starter will be, but the fact that Gunnar Cruz wasn't able to win a job against Will Plummer doesn't give me much faith. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess we'll see. Um, I think it'll be a great game. I think it'll be a very fun game to watch. I'm going to go Arizona 31 to BYU 27, a game-winning drive led by Will Plummer. I know I just I just pissed on him throughout this, this preview, and I did it all offseason, and I did it after his one game that he played last year. Will Plummer sucks. But it just, I, I, just, I just feel it. I feel like he's going to be one of those drives where Will Plummer's just, just running right down the middle and just getting gains, and then one flip to the end zone to end the drive win the game for Arizona. Arizona 31, BYU 27. 
I've got BYU. The first disagreement all season. Yes. And here's why. So BYU, we're assuming that everything they did last year was fraud because they lose Zach Wilson here. I'm not... I'm not ready to go there. So, so look at BYU's acquisitions. Um, they're not the best, but you go and get the Nakua brothers. I think that solidifies receiver for you. I think they're both pretty good players for this game. Like, think about it. Puka Nakua took a drag route 65 yards to the house against um, <laughs> against Arizona. Um, that did happen. Like, Arizona is not very good. Yeah. Neither is BYU. Um, wow. This is kind of hard to, like, keep this, but I'm going to keep it this time. Okay. Um, BYU... Trying to find their like total depth chart. I know their quarterback, but I forgot his name. <laughs> that Jackson um, dude. I don't know his first name, but I know his last name is Jackson. No, no, it was um someone else. Oh, Wasn't it? Wait. No, I thought it was the, the Jackson dude, the, the black dude. Isn't that guy on Utah? No. Quinton Jackson? Who? You're Quinton Jackson. The guy no, from Utah. That's the, no, that's the Texas transfer that went to Utah. I'm talking about the dude who was like the first ever black starting quarterback at BYU. That started a couple years back. He's their starter this year. Interesting. Huh? No, it's Jaron Hall. I'm pretty sure it's Jaron Hall. Is this is this is this, is his name Jaron Hall? Was that the? I I I can tell you right now. Yeah, not no, a yeah, yeah. It was Jaron Hall. I don't know where I got Jackson from, but yeah. Yeah, like I was saying, like there's no Jackson on BYU. Yeah, yes, this guy. Um, you were correct about his race, but not his name. Um. <laughs> There's a lot of hype around this guy. Um, I mean, he committed to be what he was in the class of 2014, enrolled in 2016. <laughs> so this guy is bro's like, running he, on he 13. Probably 18. He was 18 in 2014. So now he's 25. BYU has a 25 year old quarterback. Um, Bro is pushing 30. <laughs> married and has 17 kids. So, yeah, they have a really old quarterback. I'm going BYU. Um, 24, 23. The hearts of Arizona fans ripped out Man. their chest. That's As a lifelong Jed Fish fan, this pains me very much. <laughs> 
<laughs> I can never pick against my dog, Jedfish. We're going to pick going... against him like nine times this season. That's fabricated bullshit. That's not average. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona 12, you know. Stop lying to yourself. As uh, we approach... Oh, wait. I didn't see that one. We skipped that. Well, I guess they're at the same time. FS1. Oh, yeah. um, I have BYU Arizona above Nevada Cal. Hmm. I'm going behind. Well, I'm looking at FBS schedules. yourself. Ratio. Uh, ratio. Anyway, Nevada and California. <sighs> Nevada isn't better than Cal. Uh, Cal's awful, but like, I don't want people running with the narrative that like Nevada's like a better team than Cal. I don't think that they are. Nevada struggled with Utah State last year, and like Utah State was what one in six or something like that, one in five. I, yeah, yeah. Nevada isn't that dope. Uh, they've got a really good quarterback. They got a really good wide receiver, but as a team, they're not as good as y'all think that they are. I, I just firmly believe that Cal is awful, but they are they're not at the same level as Nevada. So I'll go twenty-four to twenty, Golden Bears. And thing to look for is who who. Who in Cal's secondary is going to step up? I think their secondary will be an interesting group to follow this season. Yeah. Um, first Cal, you. What exactly was your score? Uh, I don't remember. 24 20. That was it. 24 to 20. Um, so I've also got Cal. I think Cal's a little bit better than we've given them credit for. We just don't like covering them. Um, I bet their defense will be pretty good. Um, their offense is trash, though. We've seen enough. (laughs) I've seen enough to say confidently that their offense is bad. They're probably going to end up beating Washington at Washington. Low key. Um, no, they're not beating Cal this year. Please beat Cal this year. We have like our best recruits visiting that day, <laughs> and like we have no other do? hope. What would you do if y'all lost? Fire Jimmy Lake. Oh, man, it's a conference game, bro. Come on, it happens to the best of us. No, it doesn't. Um, I've got Cal 31 to 17. Okay. I think they kind of take it to Nevada. I think there's there's a little bit of um, anger underneath Cal. Um, They're kind of school threats, if you will. (laughs) They're just angry. They're just pissed off all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's personal for Cal. Arizona, or excuse me, Cal is the, the type of kids to like scrape their desk in school. That's how angry they are all the time. Yeah, I've got Cal just being angry and winning games. <laughs> Comparable to Spencer James. Yes, that's a great evaluation. Washington State Cougar football is this Saturday. The nightcap in the Pac-12. This game's late as hell. It's really late. 
for you. I mean, not, not, uh, what eight o'clock Pacific time is, is still late, like just for a game to start. That's true. For it ends at still like eleven for me. Yeah, but that's when it starts for you. So right. That's that's fun though. I love that. That's the type of energy I adore. Back to after dark with the Washington State Cougars. Um, taking on Utah State. Utah State is a completely new team than they were last year. I do think their defensive front will be still be solid. We've got some dudes up there. Um, they're getting their offensive coordinator from UCF. Um, and head coach Brian Anderson is their new head coach. Uh, he was Arkansas State's head coach before he resigned. He was a uh, he's a guy whose wife passed away from breast cancer, which is a terrible way to know a coach, but that's first thing that comes to my brain. Um, Logan Bonner is one of 16 transfers coming over from Arkansas State to Utah State this year. He's probably going to be their starting quarterback. Um, I haven't seen any of their depth charts, but I'm pretty pretty sure that he'll be their guy. Um, They're going to be a a, an an energetic offense, a high-paced offense, a team that's going to try and put up points. Um, our own Washington State insider, Jalen Watson, puts it, their offense is weird. Um, but I don't think it's anything that we aren't going to be prepared for, and I do think it'll be one of those first tasks where it's like, okay, we can't get off the field on third downs, and like they're getting like random big gains. But after a while, just the way that games naturally go, a team sets in, a team gets comfortable. It's kind of smooth sailing from there. I don't, we don't know who our starting quarterback's going to be. Like, we don't, we probably won't know who takes the first rep until the first rep is it happens. Um, but my bet would be Jaden Delora with some JG mixed in, like, I like, no doubt in my mind. Um, but in terms of the score, I haven't made a score prediction on this game yet. This will be the first time I do so. I'm going to go 45 Washington State, 20 Utah State. Oh, so close. I had 45-23. Gotcha. Very close. Weird scores. Yeah, it's very close. Um, But I would like to reiterate everything you said. I think Utah State's going to score a bit. But at the end of the day, they're not going to win the game. And WSU will pull away. I would say late second quarter, they go up by two touchdowns, and then they just don't let Utah State really get close again. Yeah. Um, but that caps our predictions. Um, we have one disagreement, so one of us will be a game ahead. It will be me. It won't. Um, uh, you're relying on Fish of Jed. Who the hell else would I rely on? You don't rely on Jed Fish? I've got Kalani Sataki. Hmm. I've got a 25-year-old quarterback. Oh. A a 25-year-old quarterback? You've got two Nakuas who couldn't couldn't make it at Washington and Utah. They don't have any good wide receivers. Washington and Utah smoke Arizona on a yearly basis. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about... The the Nakulas going to to BYU, they right. couldn't right. find the their way. Out. Yeah, they good they players. And, no. <laughs> okay, wasn't very good, but he was good against Arizona. 
Hey, Puka in a for in his first game where he really got playing time his freshman year against Arizona, 90 yards. Second game against Arizona, 65 yard touchdown. Chris Roland Wallace cannot guard Puka Nakua. <laughs> Puka Nakua is the truth. He's not, but against Chris Roland Wallace, he is excellent. He he is his father. Um Best of luck to Arizona. Well, no, worst of luck to Arizona. Worst of luck to you. Um, best of luck to my picks. Um, Kansas State, Kansas State, and Purdue winning counts for me. Um, so my picks count if they come true. Um, gosh, I wish. I wanted to pick Purdue so bad. Do it, I, do it, do it. No, we, no. we have time. Do it. We have time. I'm not. I I can't find the reason to pick Purdue. Sorry. We have time, man. We have time, but we're gonna use that time to talk about the Washington and Washington State depth charts. Ah, uh, yeah. Boo. I'm picking Purdue. <laughs> oh man. Um. What do you want to start? Uh, yeah, I'll start. Um, so Washington's depth chart is extremely interesting. It's a lot different than what I kind of thought it was going to be. I mean, there's obvious. There's the obvious guys. Um, but for one, new starting left guard this year, um, Julius Bulow for Washington's. No, no, no. Excuse me. Go ahead. Julius Bulow. He's a redshirt freshman, third year freshman to be exact. Um, 6'8", 330 pounds, um, massive guy right next to 6'7", 310, Jackson Kirkland. So that left side of the line is very, very large, Yeah. Um, which is a thing, I guess. I mean, that'll be fun. Um, Julius um, in high school really struggled with footwork. He was a four-star who couldn't a four-star O-lineman who couldn't get his footwork down. So, you got to just know that the raw talent is there. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Scott Huff at UW has been really a really good O-line teacher over the years. Um, guys like Nick Harris, Caleb McGarry who hasn't been very good in the NFL, but he made he it. Reeks. God, it's um, awful. But he made it to the NFL. That's all that matters. He, he should not have. Um, Trey Trey Adams got signed i guess but yeah um we we get we get a few dudes in the league right Mm -hmm. um and jackson kirkland this year i think is gonna be a bona fide high pick as is i think i think luke wattenberg is gonna be a mid-round pick as well um but yeah we've done a good job with the line um so maybe julius bulow's footwork doesn't suck um and he played tackle in high school i think guards a little easier to work with your mediocre footwork um so we'll see what happens there. He is 6'8". That's a little bit um, – it's going to be hard to get leverage at guard at 6'8". But, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, so I thought Jalen Polk might be wide receiver three on the depth chart. He is. But what's it, I thought Jalen McMillan just wouldn't be on it because I thought he was out for the game. But Jalen McMillan is listed under Terrell Bynum, and it's Jalen McMillan or Sawyer Racanelli. What? Nice. Wait, no, that's, oh, wait, that's not nice. This is terrible for Jalen McMillan. Sawyer Rackin' Helly, I guess. Isn't he a walk-on? 
No, 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 no. Sawyer's oh, a okay. player for us. He's going to be somebody, but he's Sawyer. not supposed to be that's where Jalen is yet. No, that's... Like, no. like, three years down the line, it was supposed to be McMillan, Odunze, and Racanelli. Those, were gonna, those are going to be the guys. And I guess Polk, since we got him. Um, Taj Davis is on the depth chart at receiver. He had a, like, 200-yard practice. We talked about that. Um, got Giles Jackson's right under Rome by himself. So that's interesting. He's oh, and by the way, our kickoff returners are Giles Jackson or Cam Davis, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So if Cam Davis takes a kick to the house, I'm gonna lose my shit, bro. Um, Aiden Green's starting long snapper and only long snapper. Oh, this is interesting. Um, the safeties are Julius Irvin. And Brendan Radley Hiles. So I went 0 for 2 on my safety predictions of of Cam Ooh. Williams and Dom Hampton. <laughs> um, Asa Turner's third string nickel this year. <laughs> what the hell happened to this dude? I was so excited for him. He gets a in like a bunch of tackles against Oregon State, and now he sucks. Yeah, he's awful. What happened? Um, Daniel Hewley, yeah, who's hurt, is on the depth chart. He's got an or next to his name with Carson Bruner under him. So, I mean, shout out to Carson Bruner. Um, MJ Tafisi is still below Jackson Sermon, which is a shame, but shout out to Jackson Sermon for keeping his starting spot. Um, Cooper McDonald's a starter. He's a technically a true freshman this year. Um, the fact that he's getting this spot over Savelle Smalls says a lot to um his hard work and dedication to this football team and um shout out to him he's from texas too so, like he probably played in a tough high school league um same d tackles as last year nothing to talk about there okay and um sam heward has an or before his name um oh. with patrick o'brien <laughs> so um, oh and devin Culp might play full, a little bit of fullback if that matters, I don't think so. Yeah, oh, no. this is huge. This is huge. Cam Davis does not have an aura after his no, name, he, so. he, Yes, I don't know how we almost forgot that. RB2 Cam Davis, the, the train is pushing. RB1 point, or RB like 1.5 because yeah. he's got an, well, Richard Newton's got an aura after his name. Let's go, Vigie. So Cam Davis is legitimately oh, one of our better running backs. Um, I bet Kamari Pleasant still comes in on third downs. He's a good receiving back and blocker, but that's about all I have to say on him. Is there any last thoughts that I have on the step chart? There's a lot of different things that I didn't expect. Um, Michelle Powell walk on made it onto the depth chart. Yeah. <laughs> Alex seeing Alex Cook or Asa Turner as backups makes me so happy and so sad at the same time. Like I'm glad they're not going to play much, but. I'm kind of sad that they've become, become somebody I'm happy not to see. Yeah. Um, Julius Irvin starting is ridiculous after I completely wrote him off. Um, that is it. That is all I've got. That's I've all? got nothing. All right. Washington State football time. Um, I'll start from top to bottom in terms of how we've listed it. At X wide receiver, we have starting true freshman Deshaun Stribling. He had an amazing fall camp, like incredible. 
right up there with Donovan Ali for one of my favorite players in this camp. He was just making play after play after play. Every day Nick Rolovich was mentioning him in his post-practice interview. He was a dude who just used his frame and just made stuff happen. So him starting on the outside makes me very, very excited to see him just go up and make stuff happen. I think he'll be like a better Roderick Fisher with higher um, usage for us this season in, in, in comparison to 2019. Um, Calvin Jackson Jr. is starting at Y. He doesn't have an or next to his name, so it's really good to see him in probably his final year of college football. Finally get a chance to start. Finally get a chance to be that wide receiver two for us and really make some consistent plays. Lincoln Victor is listed behind him. Um, at left tackle, starting uh, Liam Ryan. At left guard, a returning starter Jerry Kingston. At center, returning starter Brian Green. At right guard is where um, we get a mix-up. This is our, 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 our new, um, a new starting opening. And it'll be between redshirt junior Kate Beresford, 6'7", 300 pounds, or sophomore Roderick uh, Tia, Tia Lavia. 6'5", 322 pounds. Bro is huge. Um, so we don't know who our starting right guard will be quite yet. But I imagine it'd be Beresford to start week one. But we'll just have to see. Starting at right tackle, Abe Lucas, superstar. Um, behind him, true freshman Christian Hillborn as... Um, Right tackle, too. I thought that that was pretty fun. Um, at the H position, Travell Harris, of course, wide receiver one. Joey Hobart at wide receiver two. Fun to see. Um, a recruit in our 2020 class. Um, Hobart's, Hobart, Hobart's solid. He's made some, some plays using his body and using his speed throughout camp. So it'll be fun to see him um, get in there a few times. He was only on, he was only on the field last year as a special teams player, so it'll be fun to see him get to play wide receiver. Um, Z, my dog, Donovan Ali, starting at wide receiver at the Z spot. That makes me even happier. Um, I'm so excited to watch him play. I, we talked about him last week, but he I, he's going to be so good. I think he will have more production than Calvin Jackson Jr. will. Um, I love Calvin Jackson Jr. I really hope that he makes plays. But behind Travell Harris, I think, I think it'll be Donovan Ali. Um, I think he's going to be the guy that we go to to take the top off of plays um, and to be our big play guy when Travell Harris is is wrapped up um, because all the attention is going to be on Harris and so it's it's going to have to be somebody and Donovan Ali I think is that dude six three two ten God he's so good Joey Hobart that's Billy Joe's son right uh, maybe I think so yeah he Billy Joe was a national championship quarterback at Washington. And a 10-year NFL vet. Good for Billy Joe. Um, Let's see what Joey's got. C.J. Moore, Oklahoma State transfer, struggled with drops all camp, and Donovan Ali just took advantage of that, and so now Moore is the the Z2. Um, And he's not even solidified there. Anderson Grover, redshirt sophomore, wearing number 26 at wide receiver, has an or next to his name. That's not fun. Um, Quarterback J.G. Jayden Delora, we've talked about that. Cameron Cooper. Quarterback three, Nikia Watson, uh, transferred from Wisconsin, had an amazing camp. He's earned an or next to his name behind Dion McIntosh, so it'll be a three-back situation for Washington State Borgie, and then McIntosh and Watson. Love to see that. 
at the edge position, we've got four guys that are going to split time and they're going to be really successful for us. I think Ron Stone Jr. and Quinn Roth and then uh, Willie Taylor or Brennan Jackson. But I'm surprised that Brennan Jackson got the or as opposed to Ron Stone Jr. But I mean, I guess it doesn't really No, matter those don't matter. Those are rigs, yeah. 50-50s. Yeah, I really don't think it'll make much of a difference. I think Brennan Jackson will get the most playing time out of this group because I do think he's the best. Um, and, and then an interesting note at defensive tackle out of all the four guys that we have listed, um, Dallas Hobbs wasn't on the depth chart, but Nick Rolovich made it a point to say that he could be one of six guys that are going to rotate in for us at defensive tackle. How he didn't end up on the depth chart, I don't know, and that doesn't excite me, but I guess we'll see. Jihad Woods at starting Will Linebacker, Justice Rogers starting Mike Linebacker with Travian Brown backing him up, um, and Nickel, we've got my former dog, Armani Marsh. Um, he's been dropped from my, my fan club. He's, he's a reserve, um, but he's nice. He's solid. He's going to be starting a nickel behind him or money. Archie, Jalen Watson, and Chow Smith away, the two best cornerbacks in the Pac-12. Um, free safety, George Hicks is killing back up behind the lead, Jabril. Um, George Hicks can't catch a break. No matter where he goes, he's going to be a backup, and it makes me sad. It's what well, I, I guess it does. I don't know. Poor guy is basically what I'm saying. Um, at strong safety, um, Daniel Isom is the starter, but I, I, it doesn't have an or next to his name, but I'm certain that we're going to see Tyrone Hill because he was hurt throughout camp, so he didn't really even get a chance to compete for the starting strong safety spot, and Nick Rogovich made the point to say that he would get some reps there. So, um, Derek Langford is listed as the opposite corner. And uh, Chris Jackson, Caleb Horn, Demet will be splitting time over there. We've got a new special teams group as well. Andrew Boyle and Nick Haverer will be starting the kicker and punter, respectfully. Uh, we've got a, uh, an or next to our long snappers between Tyler Williams and Simon Samarich. 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 I don't know. To, uh, Simon. Kicker, turner, punter, turner, Travel Harris. And that's. That's about it. Very interesting. Okay. I am excited to see Ali. Um, he should be. He seems to be your Cam Davis. Yes, um, he's better than Cam Davis. Whoa, okay. See, now you've crossed the line. Well, I'm, I'm correct. Is Cam Davis starting? Yes. No, he's not. Yeah, He might. He's not. He's fifty fifty chance. He's not though. He's got the see, it, next to his name. 50, see, 50 that's chance. that's that's the issue. There is no fifty fifty when it comes to Donovan Ali. He is starting, buddy. Well, that's luck. No, he doesn't have a Richard Newton. He doesn't have a Richard Newton level player at his position. If he did, then guess where he'd be? The bench. Please. But he's he's got a college starter. I mean, starter, but he's got a college player that's been there in, in, in his position. Terrell Harris? No, uh, CJ Moore. He's ass. But he's he's there. He can't catch a ball, bro. Shut up. 
man. <laughs> I just, I'm saying all this with Jalen McMillan in the same Literally. spot. Come on, uh, bro. Fuck up, Jackson. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Hold up. Um, Richard Newton or Cam Davis, not Richard Newton and then Cam Davis. <laughs> it's or. See, that's the thing. That's the thing. Your guy has an or. Mine doesn't. Wide receiver. Or excuse me. H. Or no, excuse me. Z receiver. Number six, Donovan Ali. 35, CJ Moore. There is no or. There is no and. There is no slash. It is purely Donovan Ali. Well, that's because that's that's because he that's because that's because CJ Moore sucks. Ratio counter. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll counter wrong. you with all of CJ Moore's camp drops, and you won't get enough likes to <laughs> live up to that, buddy. Stop typing. You stop typing. <laughs> Come on. Oh man. Cam Davis is the best player in the Pac-12. Not named Donovan. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh man, this is where you want to wrap it up. Yes. All right. <laughs> Appreciate you guys for listening to the Nats Max podcast. Another great episode. Um, Donovan Ali will be your favorite player after this weekend. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs>